and welcome to Big Ideas, a podcast from Texas State University. I'm your host, Dan Seed, from the School of Journalism and Mass Communication. We're joined this month by Dr. Stella Silva, Assistant Vice President for Inclusive Excellence Faculty and Staff Initiatives, and Dr. Victoria Black, Associate Dean of the University College Student Services. Dr. Silva and Black are here to discuss the university receiving a Seal of Excellencia certification, which happened at the end of September. The seal is granted by Excellencia in Education, the nation's premier authority on efforts accelerating Latino student success in higher education. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for the opportunity, Dan. Of course, and it's always fun when we get to highlight the good happening here at Texas State, and this is really one of those occasions. Texas State is one of 30 schools to currently have the seal designation. So for our audience, explain what is the seal of Excellencia and what does it demonstrate? Well, the seal of excellencia really means that we are we have articulated and demonstrated that we are supporting Latino students and in doing so serving all students here at Texas State University and being very intentional about our efforts. And we had to demonstrate that through data, through our programs, our practices, and how our leadership has really centered our efforts for supporting Latino students. As a Hispanic-serving institution, it's somewhat of a seal of approval that we are achieving not just Latino enrolling, but we're actually serving and graduating our students. So as Victoria said, you know, we look at data, we look at intentional practices, but Excelencia is, as you said, is, is premier in promoting Latino student success. And so they were launched in 2004, so since, since that time, they've tried to implement different initiatives to ensure that institutions are achieving Latino student success. And what are some of the areas that they look at when evaluating this? Because as you said, it sounds like an award, but it's not, nor is it a ranking, it's a certification. So what are they looking at in terms of the university as a whole in advancing these goals and advancing the criteria, I guess, that they put forth to get this seal? Uh, Excellence has developed a framework and there are three main components of the framework, and one of them is data. So we had to really desegregate the data that showed that our Latino students were being successful here at Texas State. And in doing so, there are these programs and practices um, that were really transformational in their efforts and really centering the Latino students advancing towards the completion degree here at Texas State. Victoria said data is one of them and then practice and leadership. So within those three areas, Excellencia wanted to see if there was evidence of effectiveness, of intentionality in our institutional practices for Latino students. And then they wanted to see a positive momentum for student progress in that data. And then the dedication to transforming the institution into an environment where Latinos will thrive and succeed. And then Strategies and leadership, that was really interesting because they wanted to see that we intentionally, through our leadership, were focusing on advancing our Latino student success. So Texas State, is, as you mentioned, is a Hispanic-serving institution. It was designated as such for the first time in 2011. And this year, data that I, I was able to come up with, 40.5% of the student body identifies as Hispanic or Latino. What has made Texas State such an attractive choice for Hispanic and Latino students over the years? Well, I think one, and Victoria probably mentioned this too, is our geographic location. We're in South Texas, 
we our uh, student population mirrors closely the demographics of the state. And so the students, you know, particularly the students that we recruit and retain from the Valley in San Antonio and in Austin, they don't have to go far to be connected still to their to their familia and their community, but it's far enough away so that they feel like they're going off to, you know, an educational adventure. And so I think for our students, it provides an opportunity to, for Texas State to be their home away from home. At the same time, they're close enough to be able to travel back to their, their families over the weekend or maybe, you know, holidays and such. I also think we offer a lot of degrees that these students really seek and they want because they know that getting a degree from Texas State oftentimes leads to great career opportunities. And uh, I think our reputation is only excelling in our educational advancements and options that students have here within the I-35 corridor. And I want to echo the geographic location. You know, they have the opportunity to have kind of a small town environment here where we demonstrated in the Excellencia have many cultural opportunities that make them feel like this is their home and they're not losing a part of their identity when they come here to San Marcos. But then they can go home and they can experience both San Antonio and Austin, which are very different large cities in, in, in between San Marcos. So I think there's a lot of draw for our students as to why they choose Texas State. But going back to mirroring the state demographics, I think we were very intentional in making sure that we were creating spaces and opportunities for them to attend here and feel not only supported, but valued, and that their cultural identity was something that is important to them. Both of you mentioned that one of the things that Excellencia looks at before conferring the seal is the, the idea of student success. Obviously, that's a data point as well, you know, that they look at what exactly does that entail? What are they looking for that measures success and that shows that Texas State is successful in serving the Latino population here? They ask for specific information. I mean, when you talk about student success, you oftentimes think about those outcomes, those measurable outcomes. So you're right, those data points. How many students are we retaining? How many students are transferring in? How many students are graduating? What is their financial situation when they are graduating? You know, are they graduating with less debt as new Bobcat alumni? But one of the things that we had to articulate was how we were doing those through these intentional practices and programs that we offered here. So not only were we having to use those data points, but also tell a story of what Texas State is offering to our Bobcats here that is unique that is relevant, culturally relevant to our area and to their lived experiences. One of the things that I think Texas State does a really good job of is helping students feel a sense of belonging, creating these opportunities and engagement opportunities where they feel like they can get connected to the university. So tell us, what is that story? You know, let our audience know what that story is, because obviously it's something that is compelling to excellency in education. Obviously, it's something that, that has worked for serving the student population. What is that story and, and what makes Texas State so unique in that story? I think one of the a few components to that is um, what we highlight in the application. And one is recruitment. So we do understand the cultural relevancy of reaching out to students from specific geographic areas that are 
Latino or, or Hispanic. So we do have admissions counselors who actually live in the places that they recruit, either down in the Valley, in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. So they develop relationships with not only the students, but with their families. And so it provides an opportunity for them not to only answer questions, but to make those connections and then connect them back to Texas State. You know, as Victoria was mentioning too, part of that story is being successful in programs. So one of the programs that we highlighted was the College of Science and Engineering. So not a specific program, but COSI has had a really successful opportunity to ensure that our students participate in their programs. So they, they're very well attended by Latino students in the College of Science and Engineering. So I think part of that story was, you know, we mentioned going back to the cultural relevancy. So ensuring that these representation is important and that these students see people who look like them, people who share in their culture at all aspects of the institution, whether it's in student organizations or in the classroom, you know, in representation in professors and staff members that they run into. So I think part of our story has a lot of different components, but it's also historical. Part of the story is historic, right? So Elena Zamora O'Shea, who, you know, was the first Latina to integrate Texas State in the early 1900s to today's students. Latinos in, in Texas and South Texas, they're very connected to not only Texas and Texas State, but how the state has grown. They're a growing population. Part of our story is that we're ensuring that we're educating the workforce of Texas. Dr. Silva, earlier you mentioned the idea of these students coming from different parts of the state and that they're close enough to home that they can go visit, as you said, La Familia. And now here, you're creating that environment as well, just hearing you talking about the, the recruiters living in those areas. So you're creating that bond. How important is that idea of family, I guess, in general, to, to the Hispanic Latino culture in Texas and, and being able to carry that over into college to get those students to, to come here? I think that's huge. I think Familia for many of our Latino Hispanic students is, is what they've known their entire lives. They're deeply rooted in making sure that this isn't, they're not just here in college for themselves. They're here to help their family change the social or economic opportunities that maybe their parents weren't afforded for, and maybe they're examples for their younger siblings um, or for their future family that they will have. So when we, we talk about family, it's, it's really important to them um, and, and they know that they themselves can be making sacrifices to be here at Texas State and to continue on this journey, whether they're an hour away or whether they're four or five hours away. Uh, there's still a commitment that they're making, and, and it, it is important to their own individual story as well as our Texas State story and who we're graduating and, and what type of economic opportunities are afforded to them. I would like to ditto what Victoria said and then just add on to that, that part of uh, what we highlighted also in this uh, Excellency application was the fact that during the pandemic, our Latino students, many of them moved back home because family was a priority for them. And they wanted to go back during the pandemic and to help reduce housing expenses and to ensure that their families were better off because they were there assisting them. So, you know, as Victoria was saying, family is priority in many cultural backgrounds, 
but because we're highlighting specifically Latino students, I mean, let's, you know, family is, is one of the, their top priorities. I know that I have experience with that with my students, as you mentioned, during the pandemic, a number of my students, obviously, as we talked about, 40.5% of the population of Texas State identifies as Latino or Hispanic, and a number of my students of that background echoed exactly what you said, that they wouldn't be here, that they would be taking remote classes or using the hybrid option in order to go home, either to help at home or to offset costs. So it's definitely something that we as faculty have seen and experienced, and it's good to get a better understanding just across the board of, of that mentality, I suppose, and why, you know, why that happens and the way that our students react to things. It makes all of us better to be able to work with everybody in that regard. When we talk about the Hispanic population here at Texas State, how are the needs of these students different or unique from, say, other student groups or other student populations that we have where the university is pushing ways to, to meet those needs or to help students with certain situations that they might have, be it culturally, educational background, socioeconomic, to help those students, again, feel like a part of the family, but also provide success, not only while they're here, but down the road after they graduate. I think one of the programs that we highlighted in the application focused on base, meeting students' basic needs. So we highlighted our Bobcat Bounty Program and we were able to demonstrate through data that many of our Latino students were in fact going to Bobcat Bounty. And it wasn't just our Latino students, it was all, all different types of students, but through, through their efforts and the work that they have done in having a student-led pantry that was very unique compared to other ways pantries are run across the United States, that they were in fact serving Latino students. So I think that is one example that is unique across the United States as type of program, but also that in serving our students, they were also serving Latino students. I think also is that I wouldn't say that they're unique, their characteristics of our Latino students are unique from other marginalized communities. So they, you know, in the educational pipeline, they are a marginalized group of individuals, hence why Excelencia wants to ensure that their initiatives impact our Latino students compared to other groups. You know, you know, we don't want to play the oppression Olympics here, but at the same time, Excelencia is trying to do what they can, and so is Texas State, to ensure that the Latino students who enroll at Texas State are provided with all of the resources that they need to be successful. And so as other marginalized groups also experience is that they may not have had access to the best educational experiences. So many of these students who are first-generation college, college students experience sometimes the unknown. They don't know quite what to expect when they come here to Texas State. And so that creates some a type of deficit right? So that when they come here, we need to inform them as much as possible and kind of catch them up to speed so that they can be successful. And I think one of the, a couple of myths in uh, Latino scholarship is that one, that families don't support students, right? That they don't support their students mostly because they're first generation, but that's not true. It just may not be support in a traditional sense. So they may not be able to provide you know, the resources that other traditional students have access to. But as with 
all families, they want the next generation to do be better and 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 do their very best and have more opportunities than they did. So, you know, the fam there is family support, but at the same time, they're first generation students and Victoria has a data on that. She did a survey for first generation students that, you know, demonstrated that they do need additional support. As we continue to grow with our Latino population, we're going to see bigger numbers of students and youth supports, and we want to be able to be sure that we meet that demand. You know, you mentioned what's also very unique about serving Latino students. You know, I think our Monarch Center is something that is very unique in serving our undocumented students and being sure that they also have a space and voice here at Texas State. So I know we were able to highlight that in the application is that we are a very inclusive institution and not excluding anybody from getting that access to a college education and what that can do for student and their families. For people that may not know, could you explain what that center is, the purpose, where it is, how that all works? So Texas State created Monarch Center for Immigrant Students. Michelle Sotolongo is the coordinator for that particular center, and it's housed out of Brazos Hall. It's not a very big space, but it's a space where students can go and establish some solidarity. It's probably maybe coming up on two years old at this point, so it's a fairly new initiative. However, it, it is, as Victoria said, related to ensuring that we support our DACA students, but this particular initiative is for all immigrant students here at Texas State. So that is one of the, the major initiatives that has a lot of support from many constituents here at Texas State. So there's a graduate assistant who is supported through the provost office. Um, inclusive excellence plays a part in, in ensuring that the coordination of that center continues to be supported. So it's a really great initiative, particularly for our Latino students. However, we do recognize that there are other students who are non-Latino, who are immigrant students, who are also welcomed at the center. And again, we're joined by Dr. Stella Silva and Dr. Victoria Black on this month's episode of Big Ideas. The seal of excellencia must be recertified every three years. So this is not a permanent designation. Does the criteria change to get recertified or what does that process look like? And I would assume that the work begins now to get that, that ball rolling. It does. It's it's almost like we, we have a moment to celebrate, but one of the things that the application did, the SEAL application, was give us an opportunity to look at areas where we have some growth and areas where we can continue to expand our efforts. And I think that's part of this next recertification process is, is what have we done in these few years to demonstrate that we are still committed and continue to be committed to serving our Latino students too. So uh, we, we, we can't get too caught up in the celebration, mm-hmm. but we are excited and, and very proud of everybody's work. You know, this not, wasn't just a group of individuals. This is institutionally a commitment that Texas State has made that has received the seal of excellence. I agree. I think it required a lot of different people providing data and in sh- sharing their practices and their programs with us. A lot of different people provided that information, but I will say I'm gonna have to shout out Victoria and Dr. Tony Moreno 
So Dr. Black and Dr. Tony Moreno and Sylvia Gonzalez actually put this latest application together. I provided some editing skills towards the end because we were trying to get it over the finish line, but they did a really great job of ensuring that all of that information was concise and they collected the data. And I will have to shout out for the HSI Community Council and all the members on the council because they provided feedback in review of this excellency application. Now, earlier in the interview, I mentioned that Texas State was first designated as a um, Hispanic-serving institution in 2011. What does that mean in, in terms of overall for the university? And particularly, it brings in quite a bit of funding for the university. Could you explain that a little bit? Since uh, we became eligible to apply for funding, we've received $58.7 million in HSI, MSI-targeted programs. And so that's through 42 external grants. And we were just speaking a, a bit before of how that there's this kind of misconception that those funds directly go to Latino students, but receiving grants allows us to build capacity to serve all students through this federal designation that we now have access to tap into these funds. And it's still a very competitive process. And our faculty who apply for these grants to receive one of these grants is a really big deal because the other thing that we've been seeing is the increase in the number of institutions that are becoming HSIs that have access to apply for these competitive funds. So it's not just we get X amount of money because we are an HSI, we still have to go through this competitive process and be very intentional about what we are going to do with those funds at this institution. And I think that segues nicely into my one of my last questions here is that, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the recent years about elevating the university's profile, both in, in the state and nationally. President Dampas has made this a, a strong push as part of his presidency to get to that R1 status, a higher national profile for the university. How does something like the Seal of Excellencia help raise the profile of the university on a national level, because we know, as we talked about, that there is that attention here in the state, but to go beyond the borders of Texas, how do you think this will help? I think one of the, the main ways is visibility. So we were one of six institutions that received the Excellencia seal this year in the nation. So even though you know, we, we talk about collecting the data and ensuring that Excellencia knows that we're providing a support system for our students to be successful. I think that the visibility of in, ensuring that we, uh, that we received and, may, and maintain the seal also impacts scholarship funding that we receive, HSI, you know, in all the applications, as Victoria was mentioning, that when uh, faculty or staff submit an RFP, or um, you know, a grant, they can use not only the seal, but our HSI status as proof that we are ensuring that our students are being successful. I completely agree with Dr. Silva. I will also just add that it gives us the opportunity to engage in the national conversation of best practices, of promising practices, of what does the state, what does our state look like, but what does the country look like in five, 10, 15 years from now, and how are we going to create opportunities through academic offerings, program quality, more institutional stability to support the growing number of Latino students that we have across the United States. 
Well, Dr. Stella Silva and Dr. Victoria Black, thank you so much for joining us and thank you for your work and your passion. It comes through here in the interview and it comes through in all you've done for the university. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us and downloading this episode of Big Ideas. We'll be back next month. And until then, stay well and stay informed. Big Ideas TXST is a presentation of Texas State University. Subscribe to experience more innovative, thought-provoking content. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a starred review, five if possible. The views expressed during this program are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent those of the university. Big Ideas is hosted by Daniel Seed, produced by Jamie Bloschke. Strategic consultant is Kelly Raz. 